0: stop this is your spoiler alert what you're about to hear is an after show for matt reeve's 2022 film the batman we're going to cover plot details and easter eggs so if you haven't seen the movie yet or don't want to have it spoiled for you this is your last chance so before we get started does anyone want to get out Hello and welcome to Avenge This, a show where if we can't predict the twist, you can be sure we'll avenge it. You can My be damn
1: is, sure! Okay, Take we'll get the again, cut right. Todd. I
0: saw. I know, I missed it. Damn it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Avenge This, a show where if we can't predict the twist, you can be damn sure we'll avenge it. My name is Todd Thomas, and joining me today discussing the Batman is Matt, what can go up a chimney down but can't go down a chimney up? Coal. Uh... G- did you get it, Matt?
1: Up a chimney down. It's a
0: riddle, Matt. Well, riddle no shit. This. It's a
1: riddle, Todd.
0: And can go down a chimney up. Can go up a chimney down, but can't go down a chimney up. I don't what I don't know. I don't
1: know and I'm too tired to think about it. What's the It's answer? an
0: umbrella and now your family's dead. That's that's
1: what this is. An umbrella can go yeah. up a chimney down down
0: but Mm -hmm. all right
1: well that's a bad riddle there's a lot of things (laughs) if that okay i would argue that a book is also we're not doing this go ahead todd
0: matt what has 18 legs and catches flies uh a baseball team every pet you love is now stolen uh (laughs) matt what i have branches but no fruit trunk or leaves what am i um a law firm I would take I would take law firm or bank. Bank was what I was going. Or government. For. Anyway, that's enough of this bit. This is stupid. Hey everyone, so you may have noticed that there's a change in branding around these parts. So please let me to get you all caught up to speed. Whether you're listening to this on the debate this feed or the is loose feed, consider this the official announcement that our MCU slash Disney Plus slash DCE or yeah, I guess it is DCEU, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was DCEU or DCCU. I want it to be CU, but it's EU. Yeah, it feels so much better. Anyway, slash general superhero content watch-along show. That's this right here. We are rebranding the Pluces Loose to Avenge This, but have no fear, episodes will still appear in the very same place. If you've been subscribed to the Pluces Loose podcast feed for a while, no further action is necessary, as it will just kind of become the new Avenge This feed. Uh, and if you're not yet subscribed, fix that by searching for Avenge This in your podcast place of choice and then no further action is necessary because that's how podcasts work. They just they just kind of show up. Also, longtime listeners of the plus is loose may also be aware that we record each episode live in front of our studio audience over on our Patreon Discord. Well, we're very excited to announce that we'll be removing that paywall and we're going to be recording Avenged This live on Twitch at twitch.tv/debatethiscast. Our first live recording for episode one of Moon Knight will be on March 30th. If you'd like to join us in the chat and or see our faces that accompany our voices, pound that subscribe button. Just ring that bell like a low-level street villain over at, one more time, twitch.tv slash cast. We'll have updates very soon about the times of our streams. And now... With with just all of that behind us, let's sink our sensual cat claws into the Batman. All right, listeners, just some behind the scenes. Matt wrote a lot of that copy. I did not consent to sensual cat claws. But yeah, here, here we are. I think that we should start writing each other's intros
1: <laughs> and trying to get it all on the first go, because it's pretty entertaining.
0: Yeah, depending on how that, that edit comes out for you listeners, I only think I stopped once, maybe twice. But you'll never know because it's it's behind the scenes magic. All right. Hey, Anyway, having only released one and a half movies in 2021 and then two movies in 2020, the DC EU is promising a big year of four or I guess maybe even more video movies because I just recently saw that there's a Batgirl movie that might be launching on HBO this oh, this year. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. Brand brand new thing like in the past couple of weeks. Uh. Regardless, we can say that we are somewhere in the neighborhood of 25% through DC's planned theatrical releases with the debut of The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson. Since Avenged This includes covering some of the quote DC stuff that I think is what our copy says, you know, that we want to cover, this counts, this movie counts, and we went to go see it, and that's what we're going to do here today. So, joining me on this episode to talk about a three-hour Batman-themed murder mystery slash crime thriller is Matt... I already have that that <laughs> riddle here. Let me find you another one. Um, Matt, what is the longest word in the English language?
1: Uh, it's
0: anti-disestablishmentarianism, right? Wrong. It's smiles because there's a mile between those two S's. Cole. Shut up, Todd. Yeah, that one sucks. That feels real bad. Hey, Matt uh Do you like these riddles that i've given you today no i
1: don't i like riddles a lot when i have time to think (laughs) about them but it's 5 p.m on a wednesday and i'm done
0: thinking um what do you get when you mix lemons with gunpowder i don't know lemonades these are just dumb this has gotten out of hand hey anyway matt um what are your thoughts on the 2022 the batman well todd i gotta be really honest I've kind
1: of sat with my thoughts for a few days and it's taken a lot for me to come to this conclusion. And honestly, I'm having a bit of a hard time grappling with it because I like it. I like this movie. I like this movie a lot. I really like the Batman and boy, I haven't really liked a DC movie in a long time (laughs) and it feels weird. I do really like this movie. I think it's way too goddamn long. It is way too long. Way Your movie should never be three hours. Hey, you yep. out there, you making a movie. If you're making a movie right now and you're like, three hours is fine. It's not. It's not. Two hours. Hard cap two hours. Anyway, I really liked this movie. I thought it was a really fun take on Batman. I think that Batman has become a character that has just been built upon and built upon and built upon and built upon to this point where i don't really know how to define batman anymore i mean he's a hero who's been around forever i think if you ask somebody to name a superhero Mm -hmm. batman would be in those like top three top five heroes that would get named and you know we had a lot of actors play batman throughout the years everybody trying to build on what everyone else has done and if you the listener are unaware the big thing with john reeves or excuse me matt reeves the batman this new movie is that this is batman in year two so this is just two years into him being the dark knight uh really in this movie People call him vengeance more than they actually Mm -hmm. call him Batman. And I thought that that was a really good way to find a new take on the character, you know, instead of trying to build up and build up and build up on top of what Christian Bale has done and Ben Affleck has done and everybody else has done. We have this new Batman who I think is in a more relatable place to me than Many of the other Batman, the Batsmen that we've seen, (laughs) I liked that it was gritty. I liked the noir style. And honestly, it was a really good mystery plot. I was left guessing until the final moments trying to figure out, like, who's pulling the strings here? Who's really behind Mm -hmm. everything? And yeah, so I got to be really honest. I like this a lot. Batman Forever is my favorite Batman movie, and I don't think that that will ever change. But this is really up there and I might like it more than the dark Knight, but I have to see it a few more times before I lock that answer in. Todd, what did you think of this movie?
0: Yeah, I thought it was good. It's a shame that the very first thing I'm going to say is that it's so long. It's, it's just too long. It's three hours long. It didn't need to be. It's, it's half as long as the Snyder cut, which was a six episode rundown, uh, on HBO. So yeah, just too long. I, you know, I've I've heard a couple other reviews since us watching it and now recording this episode that a number of other people have said like this isn't a superhero movie. Like if you came here looking for a superhero movie, that's not really what you got. You got this like detective crime thriller, which I thought was a very good story. I I really I felt like I knew all the characters and their motivations by the time the movie had gone through, which you know, I think a lot of times you end up with characters that are, you know, ram jammed into the story or left on the cutting room floor. And I I do feel like I got a thorough understanding of everyone, which, you know, if I couldn't say that at the end of three hours, then oh, boy, um, yeah. what are we, oh what boy. Are we doing? <laughs> but but I did. I, I liked it. I don't know if I would go and see it again in theaters. I mean, I have no intention to do that. I I and everyone else that was with us, I think, had to get up to pee in the middle of it because boy, three hours is a long movie. But yeah, I'd say overall, it was it was definitely on the top half of DC movies that I've seen that I liked. You know, if the worst thing I can say is that it wasn't the if the worst thing I could say is that it was too long and that, you know, it wasn't an exciting superhero movie and it was more of like a detective thriller, then that's fine. I mean, I'm cool with superhero movies being in different genres. I think that's totally, totally good. Yeah, I want to double down on what you said about
1: this is it really a superman movie or a superhero movie, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I think that DC has I mean we shit on the DCEU on every podcast that we record. Yeah. But I think that one of the big downfalls of the DCEU over the last 10 years or so is that they keep trying to stumble their way through the Marvel formula and it just falls flat every single time Mm -hmm. and what i really liked about this movie was yeah it didn't feel like a superhero movie it didn't feel like a marvel formula movie this felt distinctly different you know this had horror elements thriller elements noir elements there was more to this than like good guy bad guy conflict big fight happy ending which i love i love marvel movies for a reason but this is the first DC movie in a long time, like a really long time that I feel like actually put in the
0: effort to be something different. Mm-hmm. And I really like that before going on to these like plot points and discussion points. I think it's funny looking back preparing for this recording. I was looking just to see if like the past DC movies that have come out. Do you remember what the last DC movie was that came out? Uh, James Gunn suicide squad. Yeah. Think about, you were just saying, like, different movies. Think about the vibe difference. Like, theoretically, those two movies potentially exist in the same universe here. Yeah. And I think that is wild to think about. I think so, too. And I really
1: liked uh, The Suicide Squad, a James Gunn film. (laughs) I enjoyed that movie a lot. But I think that, you know you strip that down and reskin it and it's Guardians of the Galaxy number X, you know. Yeah. And I love James Gunn. I love the stories that mm-hmm. he tells. I really did enjoy the Suicide Squad movie, but I've always viewed DC as the darker side of comics, not the darkest side of comics, but the darker side of mainstream comics. And to see a movie kind of lean into that was was really fun without it needing to be campy and i love camp too i mean that's why Mm -hmm. like i'm surprised that i enjoyed this movie as much as i did maybe it's because i went in with expectations so low Mm -hmm. but it had none of the things that i typically want in a superhero movie yet i very much enjoyed it
0: yeah i would agree with all of that so i do want to get to as we tend to do on this show hit some major plot points get get your two cents on them matt and so we're going to kind of go over this. We're we're not we're definitely going to have spoilers. We're not going to do a full plot recap. I mean, it's a it's a murder mystery involving the Riddler and corruption in Gotham. And, and again, and a,
1: it's three goddamn three hours. hours long.
0: Oh, man. All right. So so here's where we're at. So we find ourselves we have this this gritty Gotham and a grittier Batman. This is, as Matt had said, a Batman who's only been Batmanning for about two years. Gotham is broken. He is vengeance. He is fear. It's kind of a cool vibe. I think we've we very often gotten superhero, you know, monologues as they overview, overlook a city and they're like, this is the city and I must protect it. And like, we didn't necessarily get that so much as like, this city is broken. I am the only thing here. People fear me. I am vengeance. Um, so I, I know you kind of already said it, Matt, but but I'd love to know if you have any more thoughts on what you think of this darker, certainly more gritty Batman you know, the differences in his experience, his, his fight, his drive versus Christian Bailman in uh, Batfleck.
1: Nice. I like
0: that. Yeah, I um, like that.
1: Yeah, man. So I really like The Dark Knight. I don't love the whole trilogy, mm-hmm. but specifically The Dark Knight, I really like For a sure. lot. And The Dark Knight came out in 2008, as did Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And I think that. Christian Bale, maybe intentionally, and maybe Warner Brothers as a whole, maybe Christopher Nolan, I don't know. I think that they really wanted the Batman we saw in the Dark Knight trilogy to be a better Bruce Wayne than he was Mm -hmm. a Batman, you know? Where, like, they wanted their billionaire playboy philanthropist Mm -hmm. and not so much their shut-in world's greatest detective, You know, and I think that something that gets talked about a lot when it comes to Batman movies is whether an actor plays a great Batman or a great Bruce Wayne. And I'm not going to hash open that argument with, you know, everybody, Val Kilmer and Michael Keaton and so on and so forth. But Mm -hmm. I think that Christian Bale played a really believable Bruce Wayne Mm -hmm. and his Batman left a lot to be desired for me. And I would say a really similar thing for Ben Affleck. I think his Bruce Wayne as kind of this like withdrawn, almost hyper political, without even trying to be political figure Mm -hmm. was really interesting, but it didn't make Batman. And so, like, his motivation as Batman just never really felt right. It always felt kind of disconnected. And I loved this Robert Pattinson take on a person who is more interested in being a vigilante than they are into being, you know, the billionaire playboy philanthropist. And Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed those first couple setup scenes where they're talking about like, or I'm sorry, he Robert Pattinson is saying my time and night has turned me into a nocturnal animal. Like I feel more comfortable on the streets with people than I do in Wayne Manor. And, they talk about Bruce Wayne being this shut-in that nobody sees, but we see Bruce Wayne walking around in jeans and a hoodie kind of throughout the whole movie. And I really like that take because it levels me more with him as a character that he is more manically obsessed with fixing Gotham through vigilanteism then he is trying to leverage his monetary power to affect change, which I think, you know, like, looking back at The Dark Knight specifically, you have this whole thing of Bruce Wayne trying to get Harvey Dent's girl and, you know, trying to, like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: affect the city through his soirees while also beating up baddies, and I went into the Batman and watched a Batman movie and not a Bruce Wayne movie, and I really liked His take on that.
0: Yeah, I think there's there's one point in particular, the uh, I think it's when she is mayor elect. um, She makes some reference about how, like, you could be doing a lot more good than what you're doing. You're not doing jack shit. Yeah. Um, And I thought. Yep. And I thought that was a pretty good crack at, you know, okay, well, this guy isn't like the established Bruce Wayne who's buying up the bank that owned you know, Superman's farm, right? Like this isn't, this isn't him. He's just kind of existing. So throughout this movie, we, we also get this bad guy who we kind, who we come to find out is the Riddler very early on in a very creepy uh, scene. Like it's just him breathing in a mask and it's like a good bit unsettling the whole ordeal. But we, we see the Riddler do these like puzzle murders as he makes his way through Gotham in an attempt to expose corruption within the city. So like, In his steps to approve that ACAB, we get a dead mayor amid his run for re-election. We get a DA whose head explodes. Um, We ultimately get a target painted on Bruce Wayne's head, uh, but Bruce gets out of that, um, and Alfred ends up in the hospital. That happens before he ends up targeting the current mayor. And then lastly, in the end, we see Carmine Falcone uh, as the... Falcone. Is it Falcone? I thought it was Falcone. It's Falcone. Alright. Uh Carmine Falcone. Just gonna let that sit there. Uh we see him taken out as the the head of this corruption, the that that is like the link to everything. Um, which the plot reason being that Thomas Wayne had been in contact with Carmine to ask him to like scare off a journalist, and then Carmine Murdered him had the journalist just completely offed because the journalist had some insight into Martha Wayne slash uh, Martha Arkham's kind of former mental state um, a whole like a whole deep political intrigue this web that again like Matt had said kind of had me guessing the whole time and that that killing of Carmine happens when the Gotham police uh, force takes uh, Carmine into the light or, or Batman takes him into the light yeah, yeah walks him into the light And then uh, the Riddler just shoots him. So so that being the synopsis and this whole unraveling of this puzzle mystery, Matt, we we have this whole ass mystery story about corruption and secrets all ripe with puzzle murder jokes about thumb drives, which I'm still mad about uh, (laughs) a a bit about rats with wings, a literal URL punchline. Um, What was your take on this whole overall story and how it was delivered and how it played out? I really liked it. I mean, if I haven't said enough, I really liked
1: Mm -hmm. this movie, and I'll just kind of double down on that. So this movie had a lot of things for me. Again, I, I didn't go into this with really high expectations. I didn't get a lot of boxes checked for what I want in a superhero movie, but as far as like a thriller and a mystery, it checked a lot of boxes for me. It also doesn't hurt that the Riddler is largely my favorite villain in batman's um um rogues gallery i really like the riddler and i really like all the different takes on the riddler i really like jim carrey's riddler being fun Mm -hmm. and campy and very like you know bright and loud and weird but this 2022 riddler felt so uniquely believable you know And I know that that character was modeled heavily on the Zodiac Killer. So anytime Mm -hmm. you model a villain off a real life villain, then it's kind of believable because, you know, it's real life. But I enjoyed the way that I think Robert Pattinson says it to Jim Gordon at one point while they're standing by the bat signal is like, we're playing the Riddler's game now. And I watched a review of this movie this week that – kind of set it up to say, you know, at the end of this movie, the reality is that, like, Batman lost, you know? Mm -hmm. Riddler killed a lot of people, basically everybody that he intended to kill. And sure, Batman, you know, made the big save at the end and stopped half of Gotham from getting electrocuted, but the city is underwater. They're evacuating people off the top of Gotham Square Garden. Like... This was a movie about the Riddler eating the Batman's lunch, and Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the way it played out because I kept waiting for the, when are we going to get ahead? You know, like, when Mm -hmm. is the Batman going to catch his edge on the Riddler? When is it, when's it going to flip? When are we getting him to justice? And up until that last moment where, you know, Carmine Falcone gets shot, the minute that Batman walks him into the light, and it's like, no, no. Even now, even at the very end, when you think you succeeded, you're still playing the Riddler's game. I loved, and I thought that it was mm-hmm. so, so interesting. I really enjoyed it. Um, again, too long. Holy shit. <laughs> you know, like, we're we're talking about how it played out, and the reality is that it played out for a long time, and I could have had this whole movie in like a trilogy where it played out at the same pace, because I don't really want to change the way it plays out, but boy, how'd he put an intermission in there?
0: Yeah. I read something online that was like, if movies are going to be three hours, there has to be a 15 minute intervention or intermission in the middle to like go pee, get a drink Yeah, that whole nine yards. I, you know, I, I agree with you, Matt. I, I really liked the take here that this wasn't like Batman meets bad guy defeats bad guy. Check the box of the box of the rogues gallery. I, I I mean, I think you highlighted all the good points that Batman was playing behind over and over and over again. And even when he wasn't necessarily behind, he just was playing into the next steps. And I thought that was that was pretty good that like you said, there wasn't really like a happy ending at the end of this. I mean, other than the Riddlers in jail, but like the Riddler got everything he wanted except for killing Bruce Wayne. Right. Like, he, he 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 got what he wanted, and, you know, whoop de doo went to jail. Like, he was already having a pretty sad existence, and now he's got an army of internet warriors. Like, he, he just kind of bounced after that. And I really liked that reveal.
1: Like, a lot I really liked the reveal that, you know, this crazy person who we're supposed to view as ultimate evil... Has built his own online following, which again is incredibly realistic in 2022. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so difficult to make movies in modern day because you know it's so easy to say, like, oh, well, that's not the real world, you know. But the Riddler here was based in so much reality that for him to reach out to his 50 or so dedicated followers and say, grab your guns, we're going to Gotham.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: feels feels real, real feels, after feels the last bad. five
0: years in this country. So feels pretty bad. Yeah. So Matt, you'd hit that. Uh, the dust settles on this movie with a very flooded Gotham, and Batman is offering literal humanitarian aid, like he's actually lifting people like to safety. Um, and and you know to the survivors of the Riddler's Cell army, and then we also have this kind of setup of the broken Gotham that is just kind of primed for opportunists to take over the power vacuum. It it felt pretty similar. I think we might've said this when we were talking after the movie of the way that the dark Knight rises kind of left things like things are all just kind of broken and and battered and they're going to try and rebuild. Only this is way sadder because half the police force was just exposed as corrupt, like leadership top down. And at the end of all that, like I said, there's this power vacuum now and there's also this post-credit stinger that shows the Riddler next to a cell. That cell is holding actor Barry Keoghan. Uh, and I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Keoghan. I heard Keoghan
1: this Keown. week, and
0: I I don't know. I don't know. I'm try- sorry, Barry. At this point, you don't catch it necessarily in the movie unless you just buy into what they're saying. But Barry is confirmed as yet another The Joker in the DC Universe. He makes a reference about clowns. It's a whole thing. But but that was kind of the the ending of the movie, and so you know Matt, this movie gave us all sorts of new names as familiar faces. You know we have Robert Pattinson as the Batman, Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon, who uh, he's not police commissioner yet in this movie. He's still lieutenant, though I assume he will get a promotion following this movie. Um, we get Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, Paul Dano as the Riddler, uh, Andy Serkis as Alfred, Colin Farrell as an excellent the Penguin. You know, Matt, what was kind of your take on this new Batman cast? Were there any highlights that stuck out to you? Um, Ones that surprised you? People you're looking forward to seeing more of?
1: Yeah. If I haven't sung the praise of Robert Pattinson enough yet, allow me to do it one more time. I thought that he was phenomenal. I really enjoyed him. I really enjoyed his take on the Batman. I enjoyed where they wrote the character of Bruce Wayne, which the reality is that we didn't get very much of Robert Pattinson's Mm -hmm. Bruce Wayne, so I'll kind of withhold my judgment on that side of the character for now, but I enjoyed his Batman a lot, uh, and I thought Jeffrey Wright was an excellent James Gordon. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, I was a little underwhelmed by Catwoman as a character in this movie, and I don't want to outright blame Zoe Kravitz for that because I think she did a great job. I just don't love Catwoman as a character, and I thought that the story of her roommate who got fridged just to get her involved with the Batman was
0: a a little force fed for my liking. So I, I didn't love that. Now, Matt, would you have liked Catwoman more if there was a basketball dribbling scene?
1: Uh, I can say with confidence that I wouldn't have liked her less. <laughs> I don't know if it makes me like her more, but I don't like her less fair yeah again paul dano is the riddler i love it i gotta be honest andy circus is at the point where i can't unsee andy circus like he's just like oh man andy circus again i yeah, don't believe that would, he's it, anybody but andy circus right and i will say my big highlight and my big surprise was colin farrell's penguin yeah like you know the makeup was absolutely incredible for it's real actually impossible to see colin farrell underneath the penguin face, but I thought that his acting was really, really good. He was fun mm-hmm. to watch. He was fun to listen to his body acting of waddling like a penguin when they had him all <laughs> you know, wrapped up together was, was really good as well. So I liked the cast. I'm excited to see basically all of these people back in the, some aspect i don't know how excited i am about more dc movies and i can talk about that later in predictions and such but as far as the cast of this movie goes i don't know that they really had any misses you know
0: yeah i the the outstanding ones um i yeah colin farrell chewed up every scene he was at colin farrell as the penguin is the new you know florence Pugh, (laughs) like it's yeah like Put them in a scene and they'll just they'll just do the work, which I'm pretty sure he is going to be showing up in the new HBO series is going to star, I believe him and James Gordon. So I I don't James Gordon. Yeah, I think that I think that Jeffrey Wright's character is going to be in. Uh, J- Jim Gordon, as in Jim like, G- oh oh yeah sorry I put James, James Gordon. Gordon my that's that's heard, his father's name.
1: My brain heard James Corden, and I was like, oh, what do no. we know? Is oh, there gonna no. be a Paul Dano
0: musical? What's happening? No, we don't need that. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that the Penguin and Commissioner Gordon are gonna be in the new HBO series that is to come out at some point. Uh, but yeah, Colin Farrell, I I'm really kind of confused how. They had him audition knowing that he was going to look like that in the end. Like, that's pretty wild to me. Same same feedback on Andy Serkis. Like, yeah, OK, that's Alfred. But like, that's Andy Serkis there. Um, they wanted an, an Alfred that wasn't just like old father figure. But like, you know, year two Alfred. Yeah, year two Alfred. Right. I would give some similar feedback on Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. Only I would say that. I don't think that this movie was written with a lot of agency on her character, like everything she was doing until she was like, I'm leaving for my own well-being and desires. And, And the bit about wanting to help her friend, everything she was doing was like driven by the Batman wanting her to do it or encouraging her to do it, which, you know, fair to say this movie doesn't pass the Bechdel test by a long shot. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only time I think there's two women talking is Zoe Kravitz and her roommate who are talking about how she's being hunted. So like, that's not great. Or talking about how the the mayor has her passport. So that was a bummer. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how Robert Pattinson does when he gets to play more Bruce Wayne than Batman. I thought his Batman was was fine. It was brooding, um, which is which is good. Yeah, so I, I would agree. I think this cast the good. I can't stop saying the movie wasn't, wasn't short enough, but I'll just kind of not try and hit that drum too many more times. I will, I will
1: preface everything I have to say with the movie was too long and I will end everything (laughs) I have to say with the movie was too long. The one thing I want to say real quick about Catwoman Mm -hmm. um, again, like I don't want to discredit the work that Zoe Kravitz did because I think that Zoe Kravitz was a great Selena Kyle Mm -hmm. I think the Selena Kyle they gave Zoe Kravitz was bad. And the reality, you know, we were talking earlier about how long this movie is, and I don't want to change anything about the way the movie unfolds because I like the pace that it has. You could pretty easily cut everything Catwoman related out of this movie, and it would not change much. And that's a bummer. Yeah, which is a
0: bummer. Yeah,
1: you know, because like – I don't want that to be a reflection on Catwoman, Selena Kyle as a character in DC Canon. I don't want that Mm -hmm. to be a reflection of what Zoe Kravitz did in this movie. Mm -hmm. I just think that the writing for Catwoman felt like forced to a point. I think you really hit the nail on the head where she just kind of became a drone that the Batman drove around. And I didn't love that Mm -hmm. really for her to finally get some agency at at the end of her arc and say I'm gonna kill this guy and Batman to be like no. So <laughs> I thought that was a little yeah. wonky and again I just want to double down that they fridged the shit out of her roommate. We met her mm-hmm. roommate already dead and that sucks. Um yeah. Don't introduce characters just to kill them.
0: It's it's cheap storytelling, IMHO. Well, and you know, to put an even finer point on that, stop introducing Women to die as plot points, like that's, yeah, yeah. That's, you know we can we can do better,
1: and like the whole thing being like, okay, Batman saw the picture of the D.A. I think it was the D.A. or the the mayor leaving still the club the with a girl, and he recognized the sexy thigh high boots that she was wearing right. on <laughs> Selena Kyle in the club. Like, I just. You know, uh, it's 2022. Come on. We are mm-hmm. far past sexualizing women just to make them comic book characters or sexualizing really anybody just to make them comic book characters. It's just it's not a mm-hmm. it's not it it doesn't read well anymore. It didn't read well when we used to do it all the time and it super doesn't read well now.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think I think we kind of hit those low lights there. So that kind of sums up at least some of the major plot points that I thought were, were salient out of a three-hour movie. Remind you, this movie's three hours. So what we are going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll do as we always do, and we're going to go over just some of the fun Easter eggs and little tidbits that you may or may not have caught. And so we'll hit all that when we get back from this break. From the nerds at Debate This comes a new streaming experience. Last year, we launched The Pluses Loose, a podcast where we dove into plot details, easter eggs, and wild speculation into 2021's breadth of new MCU content. And we're still going to do that. We're just changing some
2: things. Coming to Twitch this March, a show that asks the
0: real questions. Kyle, why are you talking like that? Yes, anyway, starting with the release of Moon Knight on March 30th, we will be streaming our MCU post show at twitch.tv slash debate this cast. Episodes will still be posted on the same podcast feed a day later.
2: So just like when Mephisto.
0: What? No, no, we're, we're not going to talk about Mephisto anymore. <laughs> yeah, unless he actually shows up. Bringing
2: you the best recaps of the MCU and only the MCU. Uh,
0: well, that's not entirely true. Yeah, we talked about this, bud. Uh, we're we're going to cover other stuff, too.
1: Yeah, all kinds of comic book TV shows and movies, just like that Jared Leto movie, Morbius, that's definitely coming out.
0: Yeah, and we're also going to have special guests to tell us what they thought of the thing we watched.
2: Guys, I'm sorry. I, I screwed this whole thing up. I'll just go. No, Kyle, no, it's okay. We
1: still need someone to reveal the new name. Yeah, why don't you do it?
2: Yeah, you mean it? Yeah, Yeah, go on ahead coming this march to twitch look out for avenge this a comic book movie and television discussion show where we watch all of the mcu stuff and also some of the dc stuff that we want to watch you can watch avenge this live at twitch.tv slash debate this cast or download episodes through the avenge this
0: podcast feed wherever you download podcasts hey, hey there there you you know. there go, super duper yeah. All right, so we're back. So as promised, we're going to hit some of those fun Easter eggs that uh that we caught with our human eyes and that the internet told us are real after the fact. The very first one, really big, Batman, the very first some of the very first words you hear out of Robert Pattinson's on-screen mouth is the phrase I am vengeance, which is a thing that Batman says a lot. That's that is a thing. Um, As Matt had said ahead, they referring to him as vengeance, it's a whole ordeal. Um, In that scene, too, we see Batman fight with a bunch of clown-faced baddies. That feels like a Joker tease. I don't know how you have a bunch of people with clown makeup getting punched by Batman without thinking, hmm, this is attached to the Joker. Uh, There's also a clip at some point we see on video, these clown-faced people punching people out of nowhere. Which has got to be a reference to that old uh, Internet epidemic that people were so concerned about called the knockout game, where people would run up to other people and just punch them in the back of the head. I remember the knockout game. It was a thing that like old white people were angry about hearing on Fox, but no one can actually know anyone that's ever experienced or seen or heard of. No one no one is four degrees of separation from a knockout game.
1: Yeah, it happened just as many times as kids actually ate Tide Pods.
0: Yeah, uh it also it also happened just as many times as people passing out THC gummies instead of real gummies at Halloween. Yeah, exactly. In so much to say that Fox News was very worried about it. You got it. Um also this this could be a reference to the the murder clowns of the 2010s. Remember the murder clowns, Matt? Oh,
1: I'm intimately familiar <laughs> with the murder brief tangent. I worked yeah. at a haunted house in the 2010s. And we had to make a new rule that none of our cast was allowed to leave the house without taking off their makeup because we were afraid of cops pulling them over and starting violence because they were dressed like clowns. I was
0: wow personally affected by the killer clown <laughs> epidemic of the 2010s. That, yeah, that... I- I think I might have been in grad school at that point. And at that point, we're like, now there's bigger things to worry about than murder clowns. That won't happen here. The city of Athens will rise up against them. <laughs> uh, we'd referenced it before. So we have Batman in his second year of Batmanning. And there are quite a few times that we get to see as an experience, at least from kind of what I I saw and what I thought. So aside from him just getting absolutely wailed on a few times, like he ends up in the the center of the punch circle, which seems like something that Batman wouldn't do without a plan to get out of it. We also see. um, So our buddy Tommy, who's with us, he and I were talking about this. It seems like his his Batmobile backfires the first time he starts it like it doesn't (laughs) immediately kick on, um, which is, you know, could or could not be a thing but also we very clearly see his bat parachute get caught on a bridge and he just gets wrecked. Oh, that was uh, because so of good. It. Yeah. And it, to me, this is, maybe it's not an Easter egg. Maybe it's just actually just plot points, but it, it was fun to see a superhero learning. Um, namely it's fun to see a superhero learn when they're just a dude. Yeah. With, like a strong suit and not instead of being a, an invincible, and or literal God, like like Wonder Woman or Aquaman or Superman. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, So as we'd said, the Riddler is the main antagonist of Batman. Uh, typically, you've come to know the Riddler as Edward Nygma. Um, that is as the Jim Carrey Riddler and also as famed Otterbein University alum Corey Smith, who played a version of the Riddler in The Gotham Show. Uh, his actual name is Edward Nashton, which I did not know. I thought it was... Edward Nigma. I thought it was Enigma. I believe that, and I listen, I can't stake my flag in
1: DC comic lore because I don't know it, but I believe mm-hmm. that canonically, the Riddler's real name is Edward Nigma, and he has two identities that he goes uh. by. One of them is Edward Nashton, and the other one is actually the second name we see on the IDs
0: when they're searching his apartment in the movie. Gotcha. I do not
1: remember what that name is.
0: Okay. I dig that boy. I hope it's Edward Nashton more than Edward Nygma. Cause that's, that's too like, okay. Comic books are hokey fun, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this is just all to say that this version is obviously very different than the green question mark suit that we got a few decades ago, just like night and day. And I said it when we talked about, uh, the Vulture with Michael Keaton. Give me that gritty, real reboot of a villain. Like, I I want it so badly. I I love that. I eat that shit up. Um, I read online that the suit is inspired, the suit of Batman is inspired by the Arkham Knight video game build, where he has a much heavier upper body covered in armor. He's got shoulder pads. He's, he's a walking triangle built for punching.
1: Yeah. I liked the outfit a lot in this. I, I liked the look of Batman with kind of the... The less defined cowl, mm-hmm. an obvious lack of bat
0: nipple. It was yeah. good. I dug it. Yeah, I'm in for that. Batman also does the disappear out of nowhere while talking to someone bit. He does it in. I don't know how prominent that is in comics. I have to assume it has a place in comics, but it certainly happens in every single Batman movie we've ever watched with our eyes. And I like that. I like it. It's stupid. It's fun. I like that. They did it again. Um, We have Oswald Coppelpot a cobble pot those are bees, not peas. aka the penguin um we don't ever get him called the penguin i think jim gordon refers to him as
1: like you know you you should talk to a second in command oh. oswald Cobblepot.
0: they call yeah. him the penguin that's right because then at some point they talk about like a i think when they're talking about the flying rat yeah a penguin is a rat with wings yeah yeah so there you go anyway uh the penguin makes a reference to batman being quote the world's greatest detective which is a common name for batman The whole thing yeah matt had said uh i didn't catch the penguin bit but going off what matt had said uh he also does a little penguin walk at one point he gets, yeah it was one of the few times in the theater that i think everyone laughed that he colin farrell's character is like tied up after being captured and he does a little waddle because they leave him there
1: yeah I think everybody in the theater kind
0: of knew it was coming and was like, yeah. are we going to see Is he, is he going
1: to Oh, he waddled! He waddled!
0: So it was very stupid, but it was very stupid in a, you found the moment that you can do this. It is okay. You showed it just enough to be very fun. Yep. We're all in. The Penguin also owns the Iceberg Lounge in the comics. Um Though we did not get to see him with an umbrella slash umbrella gun slash umbrella sword slash umbrella multi-tool. But hey, maybe that'll happen when we see him on HBO. I have to assume he gets an umbrella at some point.
1: Oh, there's no way they don't at some point give him an umbrella.
0: Yeah. Uh, We also get this whole uh, will they, won't they Batman and Catwoman romance line. Uh, this is pretty reminiscent of this evolution that we've seen Cat Catwoman have over the years. Like she starts as this bad guy cat thief and she's kind of grown into this throughout her her time as a member of the rogues gallery. She's not always been a bad person uh, in so much that the current Batman run that either started this year or last year actually has Batman married to Selina Kyle and they have a daughter. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hel- Helena? Uh, is the daughter's name? I looked that up really. I'm I am woefully uneducated of what Batman has what family right now. Same. So, <laughs> I just know that was what the internet told me. Hey, speaking of Catwoman, her mask gives her some little ears. They look like cat ears. <laughs> they do. It's like
1: the tiniest little. <laughs> the one thing that I did notice was kind of weird was that promotional footage or promotional images showed her with kind of a different Catwoman mask helmet than she had hmm. in the movie. In the movie it really seemed like she modified a ski mask. Yeah. Which again, kind of fits the gritty there aren't really superheroes. Like nobody really does this. People are just vigilantes kind of feel of the movie, which I dug.
0: Yeah, yeah. I you know, again, I think we are largely past the days of goofy comic book uh interpretations for costumes, unless they just have to be like You know, when you're when we're getting Shazam in the DC universe, like he's got to have a big, dumpy, stupid red outfit like Superman's going to have his cape. We get that. So for these other people that aren't literal gods, I, I like seeing them as like this is the interpretation of what we have. We get a scene where Batman is he's not really interrogating the Riddler so much as like talking to the Riddler on the other side of one of those communication barriers to me, at least. This gave a lot of vibes from the Batman and Joker scene in The Dark Knight, where he is interrogating him. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, he has a whole a whole yelling scene where he punches the glass. Only instead of yelling "Where is she," Uh, he yells "What have you done?" Um, Which I think was just do it, dude. Give me a Batman voice, Todd. (laughs) Where is she? That's 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 that that one. And I'll take that. Yeah, and I think that uh, Robert Pattinson is more. What have you done? that was really good i thought it was pretty good yeah um, yeah so you know i'm just trying if if the podcast doesn't work out then i'm gonna do this voice <laughs> acting for batmans um specifically batmans specifically batmans uh Matt had already said it but there's obviously zodiac killer influences on this riddler specifically like a lot of fun to not a lot of fun but neat to see that happen i think it was pretty well played out this is not an easter egg but but boy, uh, I have a pretty good idea of where all the Riddler's Internet army was at on January 6, 2021. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what they did in this movie had to have been intentional, uh, as Matt kind of referenced earlier. Very real. Again, not an Easter egg. But if you've made it this far through this episode, you deserve to hear my hot take. <laughs> they reference Martha Wayne uh, in her maiden name being member of the Arkham family. So that was not initial canon. Initially, she was Martha Kane, uh, which is another like Gotham, I think, name. But her being a member of the Arkham family was established in the run Batman Earth One. Okay, cool. I was gonna
1: ask if you knew when that happened because that that was completely new information to me.
0: Read this movie. That hit me as one of the like I I I don't know if I said it to you um I said it to either you or Andrew that I was like huh that's interesting or at least I said it in the theater like oh wild okay Arkham everyone knows like the Arkham Asylum Arkham's very very big name in the Batman lore yeah um and it that seems like it was a retcon which I mean it struck me as a retcon it struck me as one of those things as they've built how important Arkham is that like, okay, let's tie Martha Wayne back to that, which, um you know, the the whole quote, like dirt on the Wayne family is that Martha herself uh spent time in the Arkham Asylum or like had like some mental issues tied to the asylum.
1: Yeah, I thought that was really cool though. Again, I mean, it was totally new information mm-hmm. to me for this movie, but I thought it was really interesting to build up, you know, how important Arkham Asylum was that you have these two, massively important families to gotham joining in holy matrimony i i I agree it felt very retconny and new Mm -hmm. but i liked it and thought that it fit well
0: well and, and you know in the story now of the the waynes being very powerful the arkhams being very powerful like two powerful families coming together controlling Gotham, a journalist tries to expose issues. Like that all fits. That all fits very, very well and is very believable in this. Right. Um, at the end of the movie, we have Selena Kyle, she leaves to head to Bloodhaven, is what it's called, a place. She makes some reference. I had to read about this one. Apparently, Bloodhaven is where many Nightwing comics are set when he is not in Gotham doing Gotham things.
1: Yeah, I think I read that he lives there, and I'm going to be mm. real honest with you. You're right. It was absolutely spelled Bloodhaven. I'm going to call it Bloodhaven because I think it's supposed to be Bloodhaven. Uh,
0: yeah, so I I missed this part in the movie. I had to catch this later doing some research, and I then went on to Google how to pronounce Bloodhaven, and apparently, wouldn't you know it, in one of the... One of the comics, Nightwing says, like, it's not pronounced Bloodhaven, it's pronounced Bluehaven." Oh, like, he, he makes the joke we're all wondering about. Got it. Okay, cool. Okay, so here's a fun little bit, which, which I kind of caught on to a little bit and then did some searching. There is speculation that the Riddler character in this movie took inspiration from the 2000s Batman villain Hush. I didn't read any of the batman comics in 2000s but i remember seeing this cover if you just google hush um you're gonna pull up this image of this dude with a bandaged face that that again like kind of hits the the riddler's look here a little bit and the whole storyline there was that there was a man who had been childhood friends with batman who faked his death and then carried out this vendetta against the waynes because This guy, when he is younger, tried to kill his parents to get their inheritance, but they survived because Thomas Wayne saved them. And so so this kid like wasn't able to get the to inherit that wealth. I don't know if he was just permanently cut out of it or whatever, but he holds a grudge against the Waynes because of this. Interesting. And so as an adult, he fakes his death and tries to murder Batman. Um, Got it his character design definitely looks like the Riddler in this movie. And there's even, even like the naming convention. Uh, It's close to the, uh, to the name of the journalist that was killed by Carmine. So um, yeah, so there's some connections there. I mean, again, they're not going to bring the hush character to anything. Like they just used parts of it here. I did see, well, I guess I, I didn't see when we were
1: watching the movie. I saw when I was watching recaps and stuff later, That in the doctored campaign footage of Thomas Wayne that the Batman and Jim Gordon see at the orphanage after Riddler leaves them there, it's got the word hush written Mm. on it and like pauses on that for a minute. So I think that that we were talking, maybe it was off air, I think it was during our break, we were talking about the comic books that this movie was based on Mm -hmm. largely. And I know one of them was Batman year one. I think the other one might've been that hush Hush. storyline.
0: Yeah, there's, I think in different superhero runs of, of superheroes, I do not keep up on at all. Every now and again, there's a big arc that you remember seeing. Yeah. And I put, I put hush in that same category as I put uh, the court of owls, Yeah, I only know a bit about the Court of Owls because I've I've done my research on them. And I think people are hoping that instead of just continuing to bang the Joker drum that we get them um, because the Court of Owls is is a whole whole bit. Um, It's also the link of the 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 plot of Arkham Knights that's coming out where it's all the Batman protégés teaming up to do a to do a Batman saving adventure. Yeah, which that game looks rad. Yeah, man. Um, I'm, I am I need to watch more more. I think they gave it a release date. It's like October. Um, oh, really? I haven't seen yeah. anything since the trailer. Anyway, hush. Cool. Um, there is a neat moment in the final fight where uh, Batman looks like he's just going to straight up die and then he injects himself with some green fluid. Um, so we have to guess, at least I'm going to guess that this is either a tease or a reference to Bane's Venom. Um, or is the neon sugary drink we all know as Surge that would actually <laughs> make you react in the same way if you injected it into your thigh?
1: God, yeah. Or Volt. I remember Volt, drinking yeah, a lot of Volt.
0: Just, yeah, they they don't they don't serve that anymore.
1: Yeah, the Bane's Venom catch is really interesting. I mm-hmm. kind of just took that as like, oh, it's. I mean, it's just um, like adrenaline. You know, he's yeah. just hitting himself with with adrenaline. But the Bane's Venom take is really interesting. I would love to see that come back in that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we obviously had a, a very good Bane in the Dark Knight, you know, Dark Knight Rises. So I think that was pretty cool. That was definitely just like I am vain and I'm big and or I'm Bane. I'm big and tough. Not necessarily. I've got these bright green tubes that that go out of the back of my head. Yeah, it was not nearly as veiny. Yeah. Yeah. We need more vascular Banes as well. I, what I like my babies to be veiny. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> we need clip that for season six. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I would like to see uh, another Bane. Like, give it to me. Yeah, man. Give it to me. Make it, make it comical. And then the last one that at least I had pulled out of here. So in that, that ending. So well, there was a, post-credit stinger it takes you to a website i didn't put any time into it i'm not gonna do it i won't i won't scan your qr code coinbase you can't make me do it <laughs> i have a little info about that website but I'll, I'll get to that after good then i'll say this and i'll pass it over um just so there's no ambiguity here uh with with the the last couple scenes of the movie proper um there's the line about becoming a clown if that's not spot on enough matt reeves has verified that Barry Keoughan's innate uh, character is set to be the Joker. He's just not the Joker yet. Uh, that this character is not, like, you could not call him the Joker. He has not yet become the Joker. But he's the character who would or will become the Joker. Apparently, there were even some plans for like a scene in this movie where Batman and this future Joker character were going to interact, whether he was being arrested, interrogated, something um, that did not end up in the movie, which, boy, surprising because this movie was three hours long. They had to cut that out, huh? <laughs> everything else got in. <laughs> yeah, They, they ram jam everything else. But, but I had to watch a son play with his soon to be murdered dad for like 45 straight seconds. <laughs> with with no audio but heavy breathing but couldn't have this in there cool yeah. I'll go ahead and pass it over to you Matt sure yeah so I think that that's really cool
1: first off I didn't hear that from Matt Reeves that this isn't the joker yet but that's super duper interesting I know one of the big Easter eggs that f- folks are talking about is that in that uh scene where they're investigating the Riddler's apartment, you can see one of the pictures of Bruce Wayne, there's like a really creepy smile kind of right behind him. Hmm. And it actually matches Barry Keohan's smile. Like it's the same. They just Photoshopped his ass in there, which is kind of cool. What I know about the website, uh, which is URL, radaalada.com, or just radaalada.com, is that that has been like a an augmented reality kind of multimedia advertisement website for the Batman for a long time. And hmm. there's been this cipher that, you know, the Batman production crew, but the Riddler, quote unquote, has mm-hmm. been releasing on different trailers and on different posters. And you had to use this website to get riddle answers to get more hints to try to solve the cipher so on and so forth and this website you know it like put out its last update or whatever a week before the film and then at the end when it flashed that URL there's more on the website now that has like some more easter eggs and you can get another file of the doctored there the edited campaign footage from the orphanage scene so there was something there for like the deep fans and the to spoil it for anybody skip 30 seconds or whatever if if you don't want to hear this (laughs) the whole big thing with the cipher was that the only letter they never revealed was j so it's kind of a tease like for the joker but the (sighs) takeaway that a lot yeah i know the takeaway that a lot of people have is this is a way to show that the Riddler isn't done yet either. Like we're going to get more Riddler. I read this whole big theory about how the Riddler knew that Batman was Bruce Wayne and so on and so forth. But I don't know. That's what I have about the website. If you're really into the Batman, there's something there for you. And if you're a dirty casual like us, it's Mm -hmm. fine,
0: man. I Okay. So I want to wrap this up, but I want to get this out there. To me, Batman's and Joker's feel a lot like Spider-Man and Green Goblin. That I get that it's like the villain. I super get it, but like, I'm good. I'm good just for a while. Like, yeah, you know, you you teased the Joker. It's I I like the actor, but like, I think he'd do a great job. But I don't know if you're going to do that, at least like, wait, wait, we've we've had we've had three different Jokers in like six years now. Something um, like that. Yeah. And, and you know, obviously, like, Heath Ledger's Joker was like very good. That was very, very well done. Um, I, I don't know anyone who's like, that was bad. Like, I think everyone thought that that was a really great portrayal. But just like curb the Joker, you gave us the tease, you'd put a big name to it. I don't want to hear anything about it in the second movie. Like maybe in the third movie, if you do a third movie, but I don't, I don't care about this now. I, I, as soon as you said the J is missing, like, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. There are so many, there are so many Batman villains. So I, well, okay, let's get to this and then, then we'll, we'll finish here. So, okay. So, so Matt, I, I want to wrap this up as we tend to do, like, what are your closing thoughts and do you have any guesses of you know what a future plot could look like? What storylines we might see? What bad guys might show up? When do we get to see Anne Robin? And also, this all comes kind of under the guise of like, what is the DCEU? Question mark? Like, is does this exist in a pocket dimension? Um, we know that the time is kind of set in the present. So it doesn't necessarily jive with everything else we've seen. But, but also, we know flashpoints coming, which may or may not be anything. So anyway, Matt, what are your thoughts? What do we get from this? Is there anything you're exciting, excited, or hopeful to see? Dude, I have no idea. I' have literally no
1: idea. I yeah, I cannot predict the the DCEU to save my goddamn life. I really like this story that they're setting up. I, as a viewer, Would be really interested in seeing a trilogy or continued series in this Gotham with these characters. Mm -hmm. I do not need them to wrap it in with anybody else. I don't. I don't care. I just don't care. That being said, I know Ben Affleck said he's done. I know we have Flashpoint coming up. I know that. The Justice League cameoed at the end of Peacemaker, which is also canon. Suicide Squad exists. I dude, I have no freaking idea what is going on with the DC EU. And honestly, I know we've all we've said it a bunch of times on this podcast and on many others that I don't need DC to have a giant extended universe that connects to every movie. I just don't need that. I really enjoy that Marvel's doing it and I think they're doing it well and I don't need everybody else to do it. And so if we could just have like the Matt Reeves Batman universe, I'm cool with that. I really don't need to see Gal Gadot or Henry Cavill or John Cena or any other DC people in this movie. I enjoyed it. I had a great time. I think that we are not done with Riddler. I think that Penguin is going to be a big deal because he's getting a spinoff series. We're also going to get a spinoff series mostly to elevate Jim Gordon to commissioner. Mm -hmm. I know I read an interview this week that Matt Reeves said one of the ideas they had for this movie was a more grounded new version of Mr. Freeze. Mm. And that got left on the cutting room floor in the script writing but it's something that he looks forward to exploring in the future. So I would, Mr. Freeze was one of my favorite villains when I was a kid and I watched Batman stuff. So like, I would love to see Mr. Freeze. I think I told it to you last or when we watched it in the theater, like I like poison Ivy a lot and I would love mm-hmm. to see poison Ivy. So what I want to happen is for them to just build out the Matt Reeves averse and do a Batman universe and screw off with everything else. What I'm Mm -hmm. sure they're going to do is flashpoint Robert (laughs) Pattinson in with Gal Gadot and the like, and we're going to have to see him fist bump Jason Momoa's Aquaman. And I don't want that, but we're going to get it. So whatever, I, I guess.
0: Yeah. So it's probably worth mentioning Matt, are you aware as of 3 hours prior to this recording, they've delayed a bunch of DC movies? No. Um as as in listeners, when I wrote these show notes, this was not announced. Um so live and living color here it is that Aquaman and the Flash are both being pushed from 22 to 23. Whoa. Um yeah, which is like kind of a big deal specifically for the Flash. Um the Flash was supposed to be in november so it's supposed to be early november 2022 it's getting pushed to june 23rd 2023 so that's getting a huge pushback um aquaman was supposed to be in december and is getting pushed to march and then uh dwayne johnson dwayne the rock the rock johnson's black adams being pushed back uh to october of this year don't worry though super pets is coming out in july which makes sense because we saw the preview for that in the theater and then I think that's... Oh, in Shazam! Fury of the Gods was supposed to be in June of 23. It's now moving to December. So a lot of things just getting shuffled around. Uh, the one I'm reading, at least, says that Shazam! is moving forward.
1: So everything else got pushed back. Yes. Shazam! Yes. is going June of 23 to December of 22.
0: Yes, correct.
1: Oh, God. So I was not aware of
0: any of this. <laughs> no, no, that's a big... Those are Those are some changes. And like... If this were, I mean, I hate playing the, like, I like Marvel movies better than DC movies, but, like, DC is just not handled with care on what they've been doing. And this is the point where I'm going to say this, that if this was Marvel, I would start speculating about plot changes, about, like, oh, five movies have shifted around, and now there's a new movie introduced. So what does that mean? No, I'm not even going to do that. Because, like, I think that this lands somewhere between either either dc needs to just write movies that are fun and do like you said matt with the suicide squad make only passing acknowledgement if things are connected and let that be that if if two characters are connected put them in the same movie don't talk about it it's fine or just don't put them let them exist in different universes or dc is gonna try and ram jam everything together or at least explain it with the flash and i just like don't think they need to um as far as what comes from this, I would hope for a trilogy. Let it exist on its own. Let it be its own thing. Give me a Robin. Um, I'm with you, Matt. I had said, uh, Mr. Freeze. I would love it. Take oh, a, a, just an actor that I can't even pretend to think of who I want, and make him bald and put their give him the Mysterio helmet. Like get yeah. him there by the end of the movie. Like I'd watch it. I'd be into it. Only make it really tall and and, and dome like. <laughs> I would love it. I'd be so into that stupid thing. Just like make this its own thing and let it be. Give me three Robert Pattinson movies. Let it be great. Let people latch onto it and then move on to something else. Just stop. Stop. Stop doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. I, I mean, I wholeheartedly agree. I have the, the
1: little bit of hope that DC has had three big wins in a row. Those three big mm-hmm. wins being... The Suicide Squad, a James Gunn film, Peacemaker, a James Gunn project, and The Batman, a Matt Reeves film. And so I hope that they're delaying things to be like, hey, look, money. Yeah, Maybe we should pay attention to what's working, but I I don't have that much faith in Warner Brothers, unfortunately.
0: And like we said right at the get-go, that within a span of six months, they've given us Peacemaker, or sorry, well, like yeah, Peacemaker. They've given us Suicide Squad and The Batman two tonally opposite movies that are both probably going to do pretty well. Like I watched Peacemaker the day it came out on HBO Max. I was into it. I watched the Peacemaker series week by week as it came out because I was into it. And and this is just very different and still I was into it. So I don't know what this brings. I I guess we'll see. I, I just don't have hope that they're trying to be. It's not hope that they're not trying to be coherent or cohesive or coherent I guess but cohesive it's that they can't decide if they want to be. Yeah. And I think they need to like either either get one foot in or they need they need they need to get one foot out of both camps. Yeah, I totally agree. Well with that, thanks again for listening to avenge this. Head over to twitch.tv/debate this cast and hit follow so you don't miss our upcoming live streams. We'll be back for our inaugural Moon Night live stream on March 30th and the audio will hit podcast feed on the 31st. And one more quick favor to ask. Rebranding a podcast is hard, and we expand to cover some non-Disney Plus content, so we'd really love to expand our reach as well. If you're ignoring a Zoom meeting by texting your friend about movies this week, consider recommending our podcast to them. Until next time, I'm Todd Thomas. And I'm Matt. I'm not
1: asking you to stay. I'm
0: asking you to come. Cole. Gross. And we'll see you in a couple weeks for Moon Knight. All right, Matt. What word contains all 26 letters? I, I don't know. Alphabet. God, fuck you. See you Todd. next time. Bye.